preach a resurrection message every week because Jesus is the resurrection. <laughs> and if you're going to know the resurrection, you're going to know Him. If you don't know Him, you're not going to know the resurrection. It's that simple. You know, I, I've uh, come up with a little saying here recently. It's just come to my mind. A lot of people are, are looking for a new body. And you hear a lot of people talk about, I'm going to have a new body, going to have a brand new uh, life, and this, that, and the other. There's a lot of songs written about it, and, and, I, and I say to them sometimes, well, if your mind ain't changed, are you in heaven or are you in hell? Yeah. All right. If I don't have a new mind, where did I just go if I get a body that lives forever? So if my mind doesn't get uh, transformed, That's right. you, know, I, I, you, you know, the whole, the whole thing is, is coming into his mind, it's coming into his likeness, it's coming into his image, right. having him formed, being transformed. Okay. Glory to God. That's... And that's what a lot of this meeting's been about, is the transformation of the Lord. And see, that's what God wants to do. He wants to transform your thinking. He wants to change your mind. You know, years ago, the Lord, uh, uh, I was in, in, had been in a meeting and had been praying, and we were uh, in hard times as far as finances. My wife and I were living with her, her mom and, uh, and stepdad, and uh, we've been in a meeting, and I was, I think, alone by myself, and they went out somewhere, and I was praying, and the Lord appeared in me. And I began to see the Lord in me, and when I saw Him, the first thing I realized that it was, wasn't me. 
There's a lot of people who like to preach themselves, but I saw the Lord and it wasn't me. And, and I understood a little bit about what John said. I fell as a dead man. Because I saw one greater than I ever was and I could ever be except He live in me. See, the only way I can ever be what He is is Him to live in me and transform me. So I begin to see what He is. And the whole time, Brother, Brother Richard, my mind was saying this can't be right. My mind was telling me this, this can't be right. Because, and I didn't understand that because I had such a glorious experience in God. And I couldn't understand it because my mind had to be changed. It had to be transformed. And years have went by since the Lord allowed me to have that experience. And, and God's been changing my mind through His Word. To create a new mind and a new way of thinking. Amen. You know, other other day it came to me, I was getting ready to minister, it came to me that, that Lord, all my thinking's been wrong, all of it. <laughs> not just the part, but the whole thing. I don't under, I, I've not understood anything right. right. You, you, you ever had the Lord deal with you like that and you realize, well, I ain't understood anything right. Not, not even my ABCs. Until He gets a hold and begins to define things, I don't know what they mean. I, I, I'll wrap them up in my own mind. But God, there was a brother years ago, uh, I think his name was Arville Holmes, but a brother Holmes that I may have, he's may have been Alvin Holmes, I think he's Arville. But nonetheless, he, he, he wrote some uh, 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 little things about God's dictionary. And God had evidently dealt with him in that tune that God has to define it. If the Lord doesn't define it, I'll guarantee you one thing, you're wrong. And so am I. Even when we think we're right, if the Lord hasn't defined it, we'll find out we're wrong. Because He defines His Word. It's His Word. It's His thought in His mind. So if I haven't come to His Word and His thought in His mind, I'm probably wrong. I may have believed in my whole life, but I'm probably wrong. Glory to God. So the Lord, uh, about two or years or longer ago, maybe three, maybe not as long, I can't remember, but He would speak a Scripture in my heart over and over and over again. I mean, it went on and on and on. And He's probably trying to tell me something, right? So he's, He kept speaking it, and I kept, like the sister was saying earlier, I kept trying to hear it, but I just wouldn't get a hold of it. He kept saying to me, heaven is my throne, and the earth is my footstool. Heaven is my throne, and the earth is my footstool. So, so we're going to start with this in our minds today, and we're going to take a few scriptures. And I'll, I'll be tra- courteous of your time, but starting in Matthew 24, and I taught in Matthew 24 for probably close to a year, six months to a year, I don't know. And uh, I'll probably put them out on a podcast. There's a podcast, Life in Christ Jesus. That's where life's at. Lifeinchristjesus.podbean, P-O-D, like a pod, bean, like a bean, dot com. There's a bunch of teachings out there already on heaven, on the kingdom, uh, on heaven and earth. And you go, if you'd like to, you can go listen to them, hear them, download them, share them, do whatever you want to with them. But anyway, Matthew 24, verse 35, Jesus makes a statement, Heaven and earth shall pass away. But this second part of His statement leapt off the page at me. I mean leapt. 
But my words shall not pass away. And when that thing leapt off the page, I went, oh Lord. I've never heard this. And that's, that's the beauty of the Lord. Because all once you hear it, you hear His voice. And He begins to give you understanding. He begins to work understanding in you. So what does He mean heaven and earth shall pass away? Well, a lot of people think He means this physical planet earth and this physical sky out here is going to pass away. That's what a lot of people are looking for. They're looking for the destruction of the physical. But and I and I won't go through all the scripture uh, to, today, but I'm going to give you a few of them. Matthew five seventeen eighteen. He says, "Think not that I've come to destroy the law and the prophets. I've not come to destroy, but to fulfill. For early I say unto you, until heaven and earth pass, not one jot or tittle shall pass from the law till all be fulfilled." How many believe they're under the law today? Raise your hand. Well, heaven and earth had to pass then. Because if heaven and earth didn't pass, Jesus said, not one jot or tittle of the law shall pass away till all be fulfilled. So whatever He meant by heaven and earth must have happened. Because we're not under the law, right? For Romans says Christ is what? The end of the law to them that do what? Believe. Believe. So how do we come into this new day? We come in through believing in Him. And I love what the sister said about it being His faith, but His faith comes alive in us as we believe in Him. And that's really what's going on as we believe into it. See, see, everything's going to tell you this ain't right. Everything's going to say this is wrong because the carnal mind doesn't know the things of God. Who knows them is God. And I tell you, test everything. Test everything I say and everything everybody else says. Test them before the Lord. Hear the Lord. He wants to speak to you. You, you, you begin to realize that He really wants to speak to you. And it's, it's something when God begins to speak to you and you begin to hear the Lord. Because He really does. He loves you. So He wants you to hear. He wants you to know. He wants you to understand. So He's given us a mind that we can comprehend with. So we come in, in that first heaven and earth, that first throne. Let's look at heaven and earth as His throne. That first throne was built there, or that throne of that first covenant was built there in that tabernacle and later on in that temple. And it was rules on rocks. It was the law of Moses. And so there were rules on rock. And what did, what did God say in, in, in the Scripture that said Isaiah and Ezekiel both, maybe in the Psalms, it says He was enthroned. Where was He enthroned? At between the cherubim. So He was enthroned right there in that house. And He judged them based on that wall. So that was His throne. Heaven is my throne. And the earth is my footstool. Well, where was that earth at? That was old Jerusalem. That was where that earth was. Now, now go in your Bible and just in your mind, because if I went to all Scriptures, we'd be here all day. And, I, and we won't be here all day, bless the Lord. But, if we, but in Genesis, God begins to reveal Himself in Canaan land. You realize that? He appears to Abram in Canaan land. Sometimes I want to say, Abram, why didn't you just stay there? Yeah. 
Because God began to appear to him in, in Canaan land, and later on he's taken Israel to himself, and guess where he's taken them to? Canaan land. And when, when Jacob got a hold of this, what he called it, he says, this is, you know, this is the house of God and the gate of heaven. And where was he at? He was in Canaan land. So that land was representing the very presence of God. That's what it was a representative of. A land flowing with milk and honey. What made it flow with milk and honey was God was there. You take God out of the midst, there's no milk and honey. It's not the best land if God's not there. Glory to God. But what made it flow was the Lord. Was Jehovah God dwelled in the midst. And so He was taking a people to Canaan land. Meant He was bringing a people to Himself. That's what He said. I'm going to bring you unto Myself. Glory to God. So Jesus comes on scene and says, Heaven and earth shall pass away, but My words. My words shall not. So that old system is going away. But now my words are going to establish everything that is. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. So So he began to speak his words to the earth. And he said, my words are what? Spirit and life. So he's moving out of the covenant of death into a covenant of spirit Glory to God. Glory. I had some folks I was talking to and they were saying, well, Jesus, what Jesus said there about being born again, that's over. He said, my word shall not pass away. My God, so if I'm going to move past being born of the Spirit of God, I may have a problem because His words didn't pass away. He set forth a new covenant into a people, and He said, through my words and see way, glory to the Lamb of God. So if I begin to take away from His words, or I begin to add to His words, I may be wrong. Glory to God. And it's alright to be wrong and the Lord corrects us. That's a good thing. Because God corrects who? Those that He loves. So if He loves you, He's going to correct you. He's corrected me many times. I've looked in the Word many times and said, God, I didn't understand that. Bless the Lord, but He loves you and corrects you. Glory to God. Ain't that good that God loves us and corrects us and brings an understanding? So we come to His words. And I, I, I realized one day, you know something, you, you, you preach for years and you don't realize until one day. I realized that what Paul was preaching and what John was preaching was the same thing. John saw, what did John see? John saw in the midst of the throne, what did he see in the midst of the throne? A lamb having been slain, right? What Paul says, he said, I determined to know nothing among you, save Jesus Christ and Him crucified. What Paul tells the king, he said, I had a heavenly vision. So I saw a slain lamb in the throne. And see, in this throne, in this new heaven, heaven is my throne, earth is my footstool, in this new heaven is a slain lamb. Glory to the Lamb of the living God. We come to a better heaven because in this one, in this throne, is the slain lamb. We're not coming to the blood of bulls. Hallelujah. We're not coming to turtle doves, but we 
we come through a slain land, my God, that is standing up in resurrection life, because that's what that was. That lamb that had been slain was standing there in resurrection life, and everything that his death, burial, and resurrection speaks of, John saw in that throne. Glory to the Lamb of God. You're talking about a new heaven and a new earth wherein is righteousness because that righteousness is coming in this earth right here. Hallelujah. His righteousness. Now you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus through that slain lamb. And see, I saw this in the book of Hebrews. I've read out of Hebrews 12. I've preached there for years. And one day I see something there I've never seen. I, I told the Lord one time He'd send me back in Genesis, Sister Carol. And, I, and in my mind, whether I said it out loud or not, I was saying it. In my heart and my mind, God, I've preached here so long, I don't know you can show me anything else. You know how arrogant we can be? Oh, yeah. That's still what I'm saying. You may not have ever said that, but I have. Oh, yeah. We got done with me. Now I realize He had more to show me there. I don't want nothing to do, Lord. It's kind of where I come out of that work. I'm ignorant as a stick. Because He began to show me, and something I preached for years, I began to see, that, see a bigger light to see, but let me get back into my, in my thought. So we're in Hebrews 12, and I preached there for years. And we come to Mount Zion, see the living God, innumerable company of angels, and all at once the Spirit of just men made perfect. To God the judge of all. I heard that. What he judges through today is not the blood of bulls and turtle ducks. And what reason the spirits of those just men were made perfect is they come through the blood of the Lamb that was in the midst of the throne. Because the judgment in the throne is the slain Lamb. Hallelujah. So those spirits of just men are made perfect. Because they've been made complete and perfected in Him. See, that's a good judgment. See, all judgment's not bad. We, we Pentecostal people, and when we say judgment, we want God to come out and kill them. We don't say that anymore, but God show them who we are. Right? Because we have this mind of judgment, but judgment could be a good thing, right, Sister Carol? Because you go stand before the judge and he can say, Brother Jimmy, I'll give you a million dollars. You want it. Right. That's a good one. That's a good judgment. So the judgment in Christ isn't a bad thing. The judgment in Christ is you died with him. You were buried with him and you were raised with him. And that is a good judgment. I have been judged in him. Judgment. It's good to come to the judgment of the Lord Amen. to get judged in Him to understand this judgment. So this word is coming, and and it and where does all this come from? So my words shall not pass away. With Deuteronomy 18, I got to give you three or four scriptures here and get back into my thought because I'll run off in another thought. Have to corral me back. Deuteronomy 18 says, "The Lord your God." Verse 15, the Lord your God will raise up for your prophet like me from among you, from your brothers. It is to him you shall listen or hear. You'll hear him. 
Just as you desired of the Lord your God at Horeb on the day of the assembly when you said, Let me not hear again the voice of the Lord my God or see the great fire any more lest I die. And the Lord said to me, They are right in what they have spoken. I will raise up for them a prophet like you from among their brothers. And I will put my words. What, whose words? His words in his mouth. And he shall speak them all that I command him. And whoever will not listen to my words, that he shall speak in my name, I myself will require of him. See, that's what God did with old Israel, with Jerusalem. He required the words that Jesus spake. And see, what what they say when they were crucifying Jesus, let his blood be upon us. So they even said, let his blood be upon us. And and it was was required of them. So that blood was required of them, and that's what the Roman army did, is they went in, just as the prophet said, and destroyed that old system. It had to be taken off the earth because Jesus' words were established. My God, His words came forth. See, that old system ain't coming back. See, a lot of God's people want to bring that old house, that old temple, that old thing back. But God did away with it at the cross. That once in the end of the world, He died to put away sin by the sacrifice of Himself. That age and world ended there at the cross. And then four years later, that generation passed away. Glory to the Lamb of God. He took it away. But His words He never took away. See, His words came out of His mouth, and the prophet Isaiah said it was God, that the covenant of God. Let me read it to you. Go to Isaiah. Isaiah 59. Turn down to Isaiah 59. And start verse 20. Just flip there. And I'm in the American Standard Version. I'll flip versions from time to time, but I primarily use the American Standard or the King James, but you'll hear me in others. But it says, in verse 20, it says, And a Redeemer will come to Zion. How many believe Jesus is a Redeemer? And a Redeemer will come to Zion, and unto them that turn from transgression in Jacob, saith Jehovah. And as for me, this is my covenant with them, saith Jehovah. My spirit, what's his covenant? My spirit, the law of the spirit of life. My spirit, this is my covenant. This is the new law. My spirit that is upon thee and my what? Words which I have put in thy mouth. They're not going to bark out of thy mouth, nor out of the mouth of thy seed. Nor out of the mouth of thy seeds, seed, saith Jehovah, from henceforth and forever. So when this word comes up on the earth, he said, I ain't going away. Amen. So when you start looking for that word to go away, guess what? God said it ain't. And he's probably right, and I'm probably wrong. Right? So he said that word is going to come, and so when Jesus, you realize what Jesus said over and over, he that believeth, someone quoted it last night, what are the works of God? He that believeth on me, as the scripture said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. See, that ain't going away. That ain't over. That ain't past tense. That is, because he is. See, He was and is and is coming. He's coming in you and I. He is coming. He's ever coming in a people unto His fullness. 
Glory to the Lamb of God. He's going to come through His Word. He ain't going to come any other way. He is His Word, and His Word is Him. They're the same. <laughs> Glory to the Lamb of God. So He's going to come right through that Word as He reveals Himself. You know, Sister Carol, love what she said, the face of God right through the Word of God. You're seeing Jesus' face through His Word because that's who He is. He's the living, eternal Word of God. And that's what happened to you when you got born again. That living, eternal Word of God got planted inside of you. That's right. Man, Lord. You know, I, I, it hit me recently. It should have hit me years ago. But it hit me recently. We get born again while we say, our sins are gone, right? right. Who's had that born again experience? My sins got rolled away and this new life sprung up in me. Yeah. What does the Bible say? He took our sins. Yeah. And rose from the dead. So it ain't amazing because that's what what the Word said. So all we're doing is encountering what's real in Christ. We're encountering what He's done. Everything we're walking out is an encountering of what He's done and completed. And we're realizing it as He's revealed in us. Glory to God. And it's so good because He's revealed. But see, this word is to him and to his seed and his seed seed. And and I got hold of a little bit of this. Because Jesus said, John 17 said that they may be one as we are one. I am see that part of the word that was not going to perish. That may, they may be one even as we are one. I am them now mean that they may be made perfect. We're at in one. What does Apostle Paul write to the Ephesians? You're one. All right. So Paul is just declaring it, or, or, or expanding, expounding on what Jesus said. Yeah. You're what? Yeah. The church is what? His body, one body, the fullness of Him that fills all in all members. Glory to the Lamb of God. That's what Jesus said. That day you're going to know I am in my Father. You are in me and I am in you. See, that word is eternal. Because He said it forth, just like in the old, when God said, let there be light, and He hung the stars, moon, and sun, well, here God come through the man Jesus Christ and begin to speak this word in the earth and this word he spoke in the earth is what all of our salvation hangs upon. That's right. Yeah. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. So it's quite important what Jesus said. Yes, Glory to the Lamb of God because he said he was speaking the very words of God. Well, Isaiah said in Isaiah 2, one more scripture. Isaiah 2, 1 says, For the word that Isaiah the son of Amos saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem. And it shall come to pass in the latter days. How many know Jesus came in the latter days of Judah and Jerusalem? It shall come to pass in the latter days that the mountain of Jehovah's house, and how many know that's Mount Zion, that same mountain John saw, the mountain of Jehovah's house shall be established on the top of the mountains and shall be exalted above the hills, and all nations shall flow, uh, flow, glory unto it. And many people 
Shall go and say, Come ye and let us go up to the mountain of Jehovah, to the house of the God of Jacob, and he will teach us his ways. And we will walk in his paths. Why? For out of Zion shall go forth the law. Now, the first law didn't come out of Zion. Come out of Sinai. So, this is a new law. This is a whole new law, a whole new covenant. And here, and the word of Jehovah from Jerusalem. So when Jesus walked in Jerusalem and said, The word that I speak are not mine, but it's the Father that lives in me. This word was coming out of Zion, out of the heavenly place, out of the realm of spirit. And it was a new word and a new covenant that he that eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life. My God, I'm the living bread come down from heaven. So now I eat this flesh and I drink this blood and I have what? I have life. And that old word couldn't give me life. All that old word could do is show me my inability. And that's what it did. It showed me. It spoke of life, but it couldn't give me life. See, because you can't go look at that old word and say, oh, that old word's bad, because Paul said that old word's holy and good. That was God's very word, but it was speaking of the word. And to the word come, I didn't understand that old word. And see, that's where a lot of God's people walk. They try to measure themselves by that old word. But what we got to measure ourselves is by the word. Glory to God, because by the word I am sanctified. By the word I am made whole. By the word I am alive. Not by the old word, but by the word. But you say, I've come, I am the word, and I've come now that you may have life. But you couldn't get life here in this old word. And that's what we have been trying to do, like me or me as well. I've been there for years, struggling around with that old word. Looking at the inefficiencies of myself, that old word does everything it's supposed to, it shows to you. And you go you go wallowing you, oh dear God, and somebody saying it the other night, last night or the day before, oh God, the blues brother Jimmy, woe is me. I'm a man undone. Well, I'm not. I'm complete in Him. Paul said, ye are complete in Him because this is a new word. So I'm either going to believe His word and begin to declare His word because His word was enough. He is enough to save me. See, Jesus plus nothing. Because He did it. He said, it is finished. I have completed the work so I come to the work and I finished it. Yeah. So He took everything of me, Ooh. Come on, yeah. my old flesh, my old mind, my old everything, and He put it on Jesus. That's what He said. Romans 8 says there is how much condemnation? No, no. no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus and who walk not after flesh and after the Spirit. King James says other translations don't say that, but but it. It's, it's in there in context. The it's in there in context. That's where it's going, Richard. It's the context of walking after the Spirit, though, is walking, is believing on Him. See, walking after the Spirit is believing on Him and continuing to walk as He's revealed. See, those that, that start, continue in my Word, not those that started my Word, but those that continue in my yeah. Word, they are my disciples. Yeah. So yeah. that Word begins to come like, like I begin to understand Mount Zion, right? 
Because he said he's going to set up Mount Zion and all the earth was going to flow to it. Well, when Jesus comes up on the Samaritan woman, he said he had needs to go by Samaria. Why did he have to go there? Because all Israel was in Samaria. So he had to go down in Samaria. He had to go back to all Israel because they were part of the Israelites, right? So in Samaria, they built up what Paul Scott's. And what she tells them? She said, we worship God in this mountain. You Jews worship God over there, and you didn't eat what you tell her. You just say, oh, bless God, you got your way of worship, and they got theirs. <laughs> he told her, said, neither yeah. in this mountain, nor in Jerusalem shall be the place of worship for God is the Spirit. Uh-huh. And John saw that mountain held by the Spirit. God took him by the Spirit, showed him a great mountain coming out of God. That mountain... That all flow unto that he was going to establish in the earth and establish that through Christ, the new, the, the high place of God in the earth through him, because that's where he said his king. Right. That's where he reigns at, is in Mount Zion. And that's where you're at, is in Mount Zion, in this high place yes. in the yes. spirit. Yes. And see, see, when I begin to see that, I have to walk in. I can't no longer regard a temple as a building made with hands. I have to regard a temple as what God brought forth in Christ, right? And I have to declare that in the earth. That's how I walk in it. I begin to declare that in the earth. I accept it. I walk in it. I agree with it. And if I get amongst a bunch of people that don't agree with it, I, I, I still agree with the truth. Amen. I don't fall over with a bunch of people and say, oh, you, oh you, you got your way of living. I may be kind to them. I love what Jimmy said. We, I believe we reach the Baptists. I believe we reach the Gospels with this word. I believe we reach everyone. But we have to be steadfast in what God has shown us. And not give an inch to it. You be kind without giving an inch. Right. Yeah. Now, I beat people over the head with what God's shown me. I've been there. I tell you, and, I, and I'm going to stop. I'm going to wind down here. I'll turn off my computer or I won't, but I'll turn it off. <laughs> but I was in a... My, my pastor, Brother Stanley, he'd have a feast. On uh, Labor Day weekend, we'd have a feast. I call it a feast. And we'd have people come to the feast that we'd never see all year long. But they'd come to the feast, right? Because we're going to feed them... Steaks and seafood. And Brother Stanley, find out you don't like something, you can go buy you what you like. I mean, he's about the kindest brother, if you know him yeah, or Stanley, you'll ever meet. Now, I grew up with him in, in the ministry, and, you know, he's been a father to me and the Lord. He's, he's as dear to me as uh, my own father. I love him, man. So anyway, uh, his sister by blood, one of his sisters was in her fellowship. You see her little building. Ain't nothing to it, Brother Richard's been there. Just a little, little old timey building. With an outhouse. So it ain't nothing special. So she was inside talking about the house of God. And in my spirit, I was going to correct her, brother. I was ready to just lay it to her. Because, sweetheart, I understand what the house of God is, and this ain't it. And I'm going to tell you that. Next thing I get met with is the Lord speaks to me and says, What if I give them to you to pastor? And I stopped. 
Next thing he said was, you don't love them enough to pastor them. And I heard that plain. And when I began to hear that, my heart began to crumble, brother. I began to crumble inside and realize that God wanted to touch the Pentecostal and God wanted to touch the Baptist and God wanted to touch the Catholic, that God loves them. That He has a love for them and He began to change my mind again. Now, He began to change my mind, a lot of my views and a lot of my teaching, a lot of my understanding. But He began to do a deeper change in my mind. He began to do a deeper work in me to get rid of my arrogance. I probably still have a measure of it. I'll be honest with you. Pray for me. There's probably a measure in here. But God began to break that thing in me that I could love people. Yes. And break bread. I stopped, uh, thank you, Brother Jimmy. I was, I was headed from uh, uh, Fort Leonard Wood, uh, Missouri, over to Kansas uh, City, I believe it was. I was driving across the Ozarks. I stopped at a little fellowship. And I, I stopped in there. They were having service. So I just stopped and sat in and listened to them. And they, and they had uh, something like Jesus' name. And I thought they were kind of a Jesus' name group. Well, they were kind of a Baptist group. So I got in there and I started listening to them and they were having all these crowns of this and crowns of that that they were getting. And I, and I shared something with them, just a little nugget about the crown of life that maybe being having the crown of life is just life crowned in us that is living in us. And they said something like, well, I never thought that, that's good. I didn't share much with them. But, but you, sometimes you give a little bit. Yeah. And we're going to have to learn you know, that's been a theme in this meeting. We're going to have to learn sometimes to give a little bit. Break the bread a lot. Now, when we're going to mature people, we can get off and wave out deep waters and so on and so forth, and we should. And I love deep waters. I love to get as deep. I love to hear things I don't know. I love to consider things. But I always consider them before the Lord. I won't just accept them. And I, and I say that to you too. Always consider it before the Lord. Glory to God. Because I do, I believe, I mentioned it, I believe being born again, I believe being filled with the Spirit, I believe in Him being revealed in me. I believe all that. I teach all that. I believe in it. I still baptize in water. A lot of people don't. I do. Now, I do that because I did and it was, it, it was an experience of God for me. So I walked through experiences of God in all these things and I'm afraid I'll rob other people from the experience of God if I'm not careful. So I don't want to rob nobody. I want them to have all God they can get. But what's beautiful that God's doing is He's moving in me in love. I looked at this brother in the walker. I don't know your name, brother. Kermit. What's that? Brother Kermit. Kermit. I was looking at you and I started crying. I think it was last night. And the reason I started crying is you reminded me of my hero, my granddad. My granddad had had a stroke, and he was literally my hero. And he went from being a very, very powerful man in the natural. You know, he could walk, you know, wasn't taking much of it. He could walk you. You go running with him, and that guy could walk you to where... Man, you were like, oh my goodness, you know, he wasn't somebody you think going to have a massive stroke, be a massive stroke. And his life changed, and the uh, latter years of his life, he said, uh, you know, couldn't communicate, would get very frustrated, and so forth. 
And just, I just was pouring out my heart to the Lord as I looked at your brother, praying for you, loving you, and seeing him there. And the Lord just spoke to me and said, he's with me. And I heard that. I heard the sweetness of the Lord. You know the sweetness of God wants to move. You got to get out of the way and let it. Because he has to get rid of our, our arrogance. Sometimes we, we, sometimes we understand a lot of stuff and good stuff and we need to rightfully teach it, right? Yep. But, but the sweetness needs to be combined with it. That, yep. that it has a sweet and yep. kindness because that's what Jesus had. Yep. He's full of sweetness and kindness. Yep. And that sweetness and kindness will draw people together. And it'll create a lot of unity and love. And I'm going to stop with this. If I don't, I'm stopping again. I'm going to stop. The Lord, I, I, I asked the Lord, uh, you know, because Brother challenged me. I was preaching in no condemnation for the last few weeks. And Brother challenged me. He said, but Paul still used the law. And I went, and I said, yeah, he did. I mean, I, I'd be lying if I, if I said he did, right? So I went before the Lord, and I said, Lord, help me understand that. I'm not, I'm not in the law. But Paul's still using the law. Well, the Lord showed me years ago, and I'm going to share this with you. Years ago, me and Anita, my beautiful wife, were having trouble. A lot of people have trouble in marriages and homes and families, and we were having some trouble. And the Lord began to deal in my heart, and it was so sweet. Because when God deals in you, man, it's going to bring, uh, it's going to bring change. It's good. He began to deal in my heart, and He began to deal out John 17 that they may be one as we are one. And you know, we, we go to the law with marriage and divorce, right? And we see, we read marriage and divorce, and a lot of us still don't understand how to deal with this because we just see the law of it. Right. And the laws, he said, search the scripture, they testify to me. So the law was testifying of him. And God began to deal with me out of the John 17 Ephesians that, that he was speaking of Christ in the church, right? And the marriage is speaking of Christ in the church. Yes. And the Lord really brought this comprehension in my heart that if you're one with me, why can't you be one with your wife? Uh-oh. That's right. Why can't, if you're really one with me, then you're going to manifest being one with your wife in the earth. All right. See, that's what my law was, that's what my law was speaking of. It was speaking of me. Mm. And see, I made you one. And so, so now, you're one with me, so that the first place I should be one with is my wife. That should be the absolute first place I'm one. All right. And first place she should be one with, with me, not, not just because the law said it, because I'm one with him. See, that law was speaking of him, and now he's here, now he is. So now I'm one with her because he is one with me, and I'm manifesting his oneness and see, when, I'm, when, I, when I want to divorce my wife, I'm not manifesting the Lord's oneness. I'm manifesting my flesh, my division. All right. We may not like that, but it's true. See, that's, that's what comes. It comes greater than law. The law of love comes. I mean, that's what the law of Moses spoke of was the law of love. That's what Jesus said. Love is my commandment, right? Well, if I love you, I ain't going to, I know we ain't got sheep today, some of us may, but most of us don't. Well, if I love you, I ain't going to steal your sheep, steal your wife, beat you up, tear you down, and all these things. I'm going to edify you. Because that's what the law Moses was speaking of, was what Jesus said, that they may be one. So I begin to see you as one with me, Sister Carol. So now I see Sister Carol's as important to God as I am. And it's no longer Tom T. Hall. Me and Jesus got our own thing going. We got a many-membered body that He lives in. Amen. 
And he's as important in you as he is to me, and he's important in me as he is in you. And now, as I do it unto you, I do it unto him. So when I ridicule my sister and put down my sister, I'm ridiculing him. See, I think I'm just speaking against my sister. No, she's the body of the Lord. That's what Jesus told Paul. He said, why dost thou persecute me? I began to see that, honey. I began to see what the law was speaking of. Law is holy and great, but it's speaking of life. It's speaking of love. It's speaking of love your neighbor. See, see Paul wrote that if you, if, you had, if you perform the perfect law, there is no penalty against that. Well, if I'm performing, if I'm walking in love, then I ain't cheating on you, brother. I'm not robbing you. I'm not against you. I'm for you. I'm edifying you, loving you, and building you up. I have a heart to build you up. Even if you don't see what I see. Even if you don't hear what I'm hearing. I'm praying that, like Paul, that I'm following what he said, that the eyes of your understanding be enlightened. In the knowledge of him, I've come to a different mind. See, we say, let this mind be in you, which is in Christ Jesus. What was his mind? He laid down his life. Sister said it. His mind, he came and he laid down his life. I said, this is my son. I will take this off. Almost. I said, my, one of my sons, I said, does the Lord remember your sins? He said, yes, daddy. I said, I reported to him in Hebrew, sir. You, you know, that sins and iniquities, well, I remember no more. Right. I hear Christians say, well, I'll forgive them, but I won't forget it. That ain't the mind of Jesus. That ain't his heart. That ain't his nature. That's not. See, because because his his love covered a multitude of sins, right? Yes. It covered your sins and my sins. His love covered a multitude of sins. So our love should cover their sins. We should cover them in love. It doesn't mean they don't repent. It doesn't mean they don't get born again. It doesn't mean they don't get filled with the Spirit. But we cover their sins. We love them. We give them a place to come to. We don't turn from them. We don't point at them. We don't belittle them. We operate out of His love. And we love the Lord earth. And that's what the Lord is that for. Is that love to flow in the earth. Like a river. You want to change some people? You let that love get in and start changing Amen. Just start right here. You'll see. You'll see the first one gets needs to get changed when you look in the mirror. You'll see. I I do it on the Lord. And you look into the great mirror of life, the great law of liberty, and you begin to see Him and His precious character. And He just reaches out. And my heart and prayer for you today is that the love of God appear in you. That you see His love. You see His desire. You see his word, you hear his voice. My people, my people, my people, I have loved thee, saith the Lord, and I've called thee. I've called thee into my place, into my word, into my knowledge and understanding, and I give thee my word. I've given thee, I've given thee me, saith the Lord, I've come, and I've given me, because I love thee. And I fill you with myself, saith the Lord. 
I've come and I've filled you, Savior God. I fill you with myself and I continue to fill you. Yes. I continue to make my word known, saith the Lord. As you walk and hear and obey, I bring forth, saith the Lord. I bring forth my word because I care and love you, saith the Lord. And I will feed my flock. I will feed my sheep, saith the Lord, and my sheep will see a greener pasture. They'll see green pastures and they'll walk in rivers of life. For my, 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 how am I? I desire my life, saith the Lord, to flow from you. You don't have to force my life where I desire to flow. I am in thee, saith the Lord, and I desire to come out of thee. Yea, I desire to walk in the midst of thee. I desire for you to know me, saith God. I desire for people to know all that I am. My mm-hmm. own home, because I love thee. And I care for thee. Yes. That's why I desire, saith the Lord, because I love thee and care for thee. And I've chosen thee. I've chosen thee and my son, saith God. Yes. Not in thyself. That's why I brought the separation. Yes. But I brought forth life, saith the Lord. And I brought thee to life. Say not you're dead. Say not you're dead. For I am he that liveth. Behold, I was dead, saith the Lord, but I'm alive forevermore. Say not you're dead, because you live by me, saith the Lord. You live by me, saith God. Say not my shikai by highness, so they're set on my highest. Say not, say not any longer, I am dead. Don't even say you're going to die. He that believeth on me shall never die, believe thou this. Yea, you wrapped up death into your natural body, saith the Lord, but yea, I have overcome all things. Yea, you live in me, saith the Lord. I am the light. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Oh, I just feel the flow of the Lord. Feel the power of the Lord, I say, I say to you this morning, if you want prayer, I know we've been a long time. If anybody wants prayer, I ask the ministry to come and pray for you. If you want prayer, come forward. We're going to pray for people if they want to. If they don't, I'm done. May the Lord just richly bless you, keep you, heal you, fill you. Amen. And I appreciate this time. Sister Carol, I love you, sweetie. Yeah, awesome, awesome pastor, awesome lady. Bless the Lord. Amen. 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 Oh, I feel the presence of the Lord. Mm.